Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, we were very happy in Dear Ann Landers. Wife was born in Dear Ann Landers. She thinks way She had to get married. Dear Pod. We often reference the um, Kim Cattrall scatting video when it's like her and her husband and she like. Wait, she, this we didn't talk about on air is the we, Kim Cattrall uh, right, skit. The, the, when he plays the upright well, bass. She likes she, the he-man and, and he likes the she-man. And, and the he-dog and the she-dog. He-dog. And, <laughs> and we just kind of go for it. And I like, like that. What the hell are we watching? How is this like funny, sexy woman the most uninteresting and just like cringeworthy three minutes of tape? Oh, it's so good. It's a it's a peek inside Kim Cattrall. I don't want to peek. Well, we've already that. seen inside Kim Cattrall, let's be honest. <laughs> With there's a Sex in the City marathon on tomorrow. I will always watch Sex in the City when it's on TV. Is this mine? Yes, it is. I got you water for you. Mm. Um, okay. Before we begin anything, I think we need to do do we do the final? This is the last uh, rumble. Oh, you, you want to oh, say a prayer? Sure. Please go. <laughs> Make me a burn so I can fly far, far away. Please, God, make it not me. Make sure I don't go into diabetic shock for this, the final rumble. This it's is exciting. It's the final rumble. What are those sprinkles? <laughs> okay, you're ready? No. The, this is what we have begun in the very beginning. Begun in the beginning. So this is how we started our podcast eating a rum ball from Nassau, Bahamas. And now we are finally finishing off the box of what had to be 50 rum balls. Yeah. Okay, so ready? I think one of the sprinkles just moved on its own. Oh, odds are. makes me think it's not a sprinkle. Wait, do you want to cheers them? Can you (laughs) hear that? That's the sound of a cheers. The final rum ball. Oh. So chewy. I think I'm immune to it now. I think I'm going to miss these. I, I I shan't. I'm leaning away from the mic when I chew. I don't want to offend anybody with the sounds of chewing. And I get Not that. Not problem. Look, I once listened to a podcast where they were eating a piece of ice cream cake on the air, and I was like, Ugh, hi. there's nothing worse than hearing somebody eat a dairy product. There was a girl that... Used to drink banana milkshakes in my presence all the Why? time. Why? <laughs> Why would anybody want that? I'm not going to out anybody on this podcast yet. But it was the most disgusting. Watching somebody eat or drink a dairy item in front of me has to be the most upsetting experience in my life. And I have a lot of pet peeves, but I'd put that in the top three. And then don't talk to me afterwards. No. Sw- like, really swallow first. Swallow. Swish around with some water, because otherwise it, you just look like the Crypt Keeper, like blowing a cum bubble or something. Out of <laughs> Why do you do this? And my mother listens to it. I want you to know. You I can went edit back. that, you can edit that <laughs> I out. I can't edit that now, because sometimes it's funny. Okay, sorry. I like that I'm... I went back to Boston and my mother, we started talking about the podcast and my mother was like, I've warned her about swearing. I just want you guys to know I've warned her about swearing. There's a lot of swears and it's got an explicit rating. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to tell you. And then I was like, fuck off. 
show you explicit. Right now, my mother is grabbing her pearls. Oh. She doesn't wear pearls, though. Oh. Then she's grabbing someone else's. You know, exactly. <laughs> that would be great if you grab somebody else's pearls. <laughs> oh, you're choking me. <laughs> Ma'am, I don't even know you. <laughs> there was a woman on the train, because I love taking the train here. Don't you? Um, that, do you know when people say y'all, but they're not actually from the South? Oh, guilty. I'm sorry. I say y'all. But then only use that Southern accent for like the adjacent words. So, so like you're re- revving up into the y'all. So right. You, yeah. It like, almost softens the blow of saying y'all without being a Southerner. Right. And then she went into reciting her lines because she was going somewhere in New Jersey because she's on set all day because this was all said in full voice on her <sighs> cell phone. And she's like, Actors on trains that want you to know that they're working a gig is almost as upsetting when people use the Facebook check-in to mark themselves safe and then use it as an opportunity to brag about wherever they are. Hmm. Let me explain, because okay. this is an exact, you know how there was a rash of everything happening, you know, we, we right. have, as the world is a garbage fire, <laughs> we have more and more need to check in on Facebook to let everybody know that we mark safe from whatever horrible thing happened within no, the last no hour. No one wants to know where I was. Nobody wants to no. know where I was either. No. But I love people that use the check-in safe feature on Facebook to brag that they are on set filming something. Somebody literally, remember when... That van ran into a bunch of bikers yeah, on the West Side on the West Highway. Side Highway yeah. yeah. And someone was like, it's okay, you guys, I'm safe. I'm shooting the new Spielberg movie uptown. <laughs> We're shooting interiors today. <laughs> True. True. Wow. I mean, I definitely expanded on the words a little bit, but they definitely said, I'm shooting interiors today. Yeah. No one still. No one like, gives a shit. No one put a like on it. No one responds. No. Meanwhile, I'd be like, I'm checking in from underneath the van. I'm very happy wow. about your. <laughs> it's wow. dark. Wow. It's dark, it but it gets the dark point across. Day. I thought I had a bad week. No, that I is... just had a week where. Do you ever have? Do you ever zone out? I'm checking so in much? from inside of the closet. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. myself. I'm checking in from my therapist's office where I'm getting a new prescription for Zoloft, but enjoy your time on your Spielberg set <laughs> uptown shooting interiors. I'm checking in from my my. My tub where I just slit both my wrists. Ew. Have a good day. Dark. Yeah. We're going dark. Yeah. It's that kind of week. She I got in a- from the garage. You just hooked up the hose. <laughs> good to luck. The, to the inside. Closing the garage door now. <laughs> Checking in. Oh, do you ever have a week where because of the weather, I feel like I've been in such a haze. Do you ever zone out so much? You look up and you're in Pennsylvania. No. Well, I've had one of those weeks where I'm like, oh, I meant to Were go to the walking? shop, right? Why am I in Trenton? Like <laughs> well, I look up, I don't know how I'm getting my body from place to place sometimes. Mm. I think this is also having to accept the fact that when you get on the train, where you have to take the train to go anywhere, you just have to accept that it is the means of transportation to get yourself there. And the only way you can get through it is basically to put a bag over your head. And here I am. Now that we've finished off the rum balls, we are going to start introducing specialty cocktails inspired by the articles you have heard on this very PCAST. Correct. I'm very excited, especially day drinking. You know, we do it so well. It's the only thing that I can do successfully now. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) It burns. It burns my soul. Speaking of soul burning, I went to a church yesterday. Oh. I know. My niece had her first communion. Now she's married to Jesus. 
well, he's taken yet another lover. But he's got abs. I've never seen a picture of a fat Jesus, have you? And he drank wine and ate bread. So I cry How's shenanigans. How's a fat Jesus going to be on that cross? <laughs> just rip right off. That would have been the hard thing. I'm going straight to hell. Straight <laughs> to They try to get him up hell. on it, and they're like, oh, you guys, let's just. Like, wait a minute. This is Santa Claus. This isn't Jesus. Ugh. Get him down. It's a guy over there with the abs and long flowing hair that's white. But why is he white? He's, never mind. Get the guillotine. <laughs> or is it guillotine? <laughs> guillotine. <laughs> so I went to the communion and I have I had to bring oh I know a prop I brought a prop today it is the uh, program which mm. I definitely followed along with the program as it was going along I was like yeah who's who's singing this opening hymn who's doing the first reading like anybody cares it's just something to occupy your brain oh exactly and we were sitting in the back of the church which is well, where all the good heathens should sit I don't know why anyone would sit in the front. No, I don't want to be you seen. You can't leave, and you certainly can't laugh. Oh, speaking of laughing. I think it is burped. Yes, you did. It was disgusting. <laughs> it came through so loud and clear. Sorry. Ew. You're gross. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, stop it. It sounds like the banana milkshake. It's got the same. I have the same reaction to that sound. Look, I can't even look at you now. I'm looking up at the ceiling. That's kind of how I start every day at work. Just a little bit of Vomiting. Like, have a good day. You too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. I'm going to be good. I'm, I'm going to be... I just need to you know what I love about you talking about work on this PCAST is that you can't speak about it specifically. So all of the listening audience is like, what does he do? Well, I, I mean, I, no, I can't talk about it. But mm-hmm. I could reference when I worked in the... Don't pull the red phone out of the wall. <laughs> when I worked at the water reclamation sewage treatment plant in Chicago, that was fun. How many weird ass jobs have you had? A lot. You've worked in sewage. You've worked in a funeral home. I did. Which to me is the most interesting. It is really fascinating. Wait, so I need to go back to this because there, there's something that happened in this communion and it wasn't just the tone deaf priest. Oh. The priest, whenever he went to go sing, was fine on his own singing, but if he had to sing with another person, suddenly couldn't hold the note. Huh? And she And she had this crystal clear voice, so she was like, and he's singing with her going, ah, ah, it was so aggressive and so loud, only to be matched by my husband's stage whisper, because I've learned that my husband has zero ability to whisper, and his whisper is always like, oh my God, I can't believe that priest, that priest is so tone deaf, and I'm like, shut up, shut up, we're in a church, oh, I hate you, I hate you. Stop whispering so loudly. That was the, the, this couple sitting next to me last night at um, that Nathan Lane play. And these two women, I was like, uh, are you going to, when are you going to shut up? When are you going to, I didn't, it was like, they just went to the M&M store. So they had opened up a giant bag of M&M, M&Ms <laughs> in a quiet theater. Like, so that's all you hear. And then Crunching she turns, of M&Ms. Right. Like digging through. Like, Why do people want to go to that stupid store? And then. <laughs> And then turns on her flashlight on her phone <laughs> to dig through it and then talks about the play the whole time. And then like half an hour into it, they're like, I'm not into this. And they both get up and leave. <gasps> Wait, why did she need to see the M&Ms? What are you, what are you, you had to only have the red ones? I guess. Then maybe. you could buy only the red ones or you could buy only the blue ones. But Isn't that the really... point of the M&M store where you can do shit like that? So you don't have to mix colors. 
don't it's know. a very racist store. I, I'll say. <laughs> I've never known anyone that really needed a, like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go to the M&M store. Where is that? In the middle of Times Square in a huge candy factory with tons of children and sugar and dirt. And can you like just gross? Dirt. Like they sell dirt. That's it. Well, it's but in like, Times why, Square. But this is a, a tourist thing. Why would I want to find one person? If you're out there, please email us at dearpodofficial.com. If you are not a tourist, somebody who lives in New York City and willingly chose to go to the M&M store. I'm just putting it out there. So getting back to the thing, because I want to talk about this specific song that I heard yesterday. Did you grow up Catholic? You did. Yeah. Okay. I don't ever remember this being an option for songs. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Yes. What? Taste and see. <laughs> taste and see the Lord. Wait. I read the title of it and all I could think and of was- And they do this with their hands. Like everybody, they raise it up. Like, like you don't want to hear everybody sing. That's why why is every song a dirge? <laughs> It's like the happy birthday of of the Catholic world. But I read it and I first read it as like Jesus as an energy drink. <laughs> taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Everybody, taste and see. I'm sucking on Jesus and getting energy. Give me the Lord. Drink and feel. Drink and feel the goodness of the Lord. I'm filling up on Jesus. I and put it in my mouth and now I got to run. I won't blink for five hours, Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Available Jesus at Walmart. Crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Taste and see the goodness. Taste and see. Like, just I wait like, and see how like delicious how you this didn't is. didn't think that I knew what you were talking about. How did I never? I grew up in the Catholic Church. I mean, clearly I didn't listen. There's only like five songs. But so, this was never in my rotation. Taste and see? I didn't get any taste Wait, and see growing up. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Let me see that. Let me it's see. in italics too. <laughs> I don't know why that makes it more impressive. I'm Grand. sweating again. Every time I sing on this podcast, well, that's I the sweat. responsorial psalm. Oh, I responded. I got myself a six pack of taste and see. Taste. Oh, and it comes back again. You can get that at Target. Eat this bread. Well, stop <laughs> yelling at me, Jesus. <laughs> Communion hymns, taste and see. And eat this bread. Taste and see. Eat this bread. Don't Man look me Land in the eye. And Landers is the new pastor. <laughs> eat it. Get over yourself and eat it. It tastes wonderful with jam. Welcome to Dear Pod. I'm underused actor Gene Hackman. <laughs> And I'm Estelle Getty. <laughs> oh, it's the simple little things, isn't it? I'm crying. Welcome this is to like the, the podcast. highlight of my week. It always is, and it should be the highlight of all of the listeners' weeks. We are so thrilled that you tuned in. Uh, welcome to the dear cut print. Uh, we are the podcast that breaks down old advice columns and sees if their wisdom still holds up in everyday life. And, you know, as we go along in this, we're getting more specific. We have 
Some fun things to announce. Uh, Because the Tortuga rum balls are now done and out, we will be introducing specialty cocktails starting next week, cocktails inspired by the advice columns that you've been hearing. And we have some- Our movie. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Or let's put it out there. Let's start the secret on this. Two people in a basement talking about Ann Landers and Dear Abby. Why not? Why not? Look, if Gigli can get made, anything can happen. There's hope for us. Uh, We have some business to attend to. First of all, our social media, social media. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter. And I just started a Facebook page uh, at Dear Pod Official across the board, at Dear Pod Official. Uh, I don't know why I started a Facebook page. I feel like, aren't we done with this now? Are we almost done with Facebook? I hope so. Can we start phasing it out? Can we start like going back to... Flip phones and, and talking to people eye to carrier eye. Carrier pigeons. Yeah. Let's get simple again. We yeah, may maybe be going don't run in into me while you're on your phone while you're crossing the street. I hate people when they do that, yet I am totally guilty of doing that. I hate people I when do they that. do the things that I do. Don't do it. I hate drivers when I'm a pedestrian. I hate pedestrians when I'm a driver. Mm. So yes, follow us online at, at Deerpod Official. Uh, definitely rate, review, and subscribe. We see you out there. We see 17 sassy subscribed followers, and we want to get our numbers up there. The reviews are coming in. And here's a little extra thing that I had pitched in a previous episode, and I want to come back around to that. Or as they say in the corporate world, let's circle back. I like that. Very professional. So we're circling back to the idea of taking advice questions from the listening audience. I want all 17 of you to write to us at Oh, wait, not at. So write to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We have a Gmail, not Yahoo, like you have. You know what? (laughs) There are a lot of people that have told me that they still have Yahoo accounts and that they read (sighs) Yahoo. Write to us on Gmail to tell us if you have a Yahoo account so that we can write back and offer some advice on how to get a Gmail account. Correct. It's like somebody gave me a Hotmail account the other day and I thought, ooh, vintage. How 1999. Is Hotmail not a thing? Yahoo shouldn't be a thing. None of it should be a thing. But here we are. Well, well, we have a Gmail account, and I want you to write your advice questions to us. And we're going to start cracking it open. We're going to do a new segment, which brings the advice to the people. Maybe we should talk about that. (laughs) I didn't clear any of this with Patrick before we started it. And we're going to kill Patrick live on air next week. Didn't we cover that in the email? We're taking his kidney out live on air. (laughs) You are definitely not going to want to miss any of this. I'll do one of the check-ins from the bathtub. Hi, guys. I'm just in this bathtub covered in ice. You remember that. (laughs) You know what I- Checking in from the bathtub without a kidney. (laughs) Remember when there was that- that, Urban myth. Yeah. Yeah. Like some guy wakes up in a bathtub with no kidneys. That can't be an urban myth. You, that just can't happen. Oh, no. It can't be an urban wake, myth. I think uh, that happens. Like, oh, oh yeah. I would totally farm somebody for a new liver at this point. Yeah, but if you don't have any kidneys and you're, you're basically bleeding out, you're going to die. But you could still you wake really up while you're like bleeding out. You really have only like a minute out. to like get up from that tub and call someone. Well, check in. Well, first I grab my phone it. and check in on Facebook and be like, hey guys, I'm in this- I'm dying. I'm in this strange hotel room, question mark, question mark. 
I could have used the last 2% of my batteries to call 911, but instead I'm going to check in on Facebook. I'm definitely going to reserve a bike at SoulCycle if I can make it out of this tub. Checking in from the tub, it's a shame I can't make those interior <laughs> shots for the Steven Spielberg movie I was cast in tomorrow. And whoever gets my job, LOL. <laughs> I can't. Wait, is that all the business? Yes. So we are opening it up to you guys. So write to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Follow us on the everything at dearpodofficial because we're very fancy. And we also have a website, dearpodofficial.com. Isn't that amazing? We have so many dot coms attached to us I love now. it. It's a very exciting time to be alive. It really, clearly, really is. Uh, I think, is that all the business that I had to attend to? Let's see. We oh. about our movie. <clears throat> yes, we covered web the movie. series. Uh, I'm going to be played by Joe Beth Williams. Of course. I hope so. And if Craig T. Nelson is around, we're just putting this out there that if you're available, we're hiring. So this week's theme is weddings. Dung, 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 dung. Bang. Oh, wait. That's I, I said dung, dung. Dung, dung. I was just going to go into the Sweeney Sisters from Saturday Night Live doing their Christmas special. No, we're not. We're not, not ready for Christmas yet. No, nowhere no. near it. We no, are no. in the wedding season right now, and wedding. I'm very excited that we picked a specific theme this week for our articles. It's all about weddings. So let's see what advice Anne and Abby have to offer for wedded bliss. Weddings is the theme this week. Yes, it is. It sure is. Do you want to take it from here? Um, the Chicago Tribune, June 3rd, 1981. It's a Wednesday. Dear Abby, what do you think of a healthy young man married one month who says to his bride, I won't bother you very often for sex? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'm curious. <laughs> I want a pal. Not a sweetheart. And he's living up to it, too. Signed, not bothered. Oh, so this is written from the girl's perspective? Correct. Okay. The bride? Dear not. He may be, quote unquote, healthy, but your marriage is sick. Whoa! Tell him that unless he tries to fulfill his role as a husband, as far as you're concerned... The marriage won't work, that you didn't get married to live with a quote-unquote pal. If he wants to be a husband but can't, he should see a doctor. If he just plain doesn't want to, you should see a lawyer. Oh, she gets right to it. Wow. I like that a month after the marriage, the guy's like, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I like that he traps her into the wedding, gets, they get married. It's usually the other way around. So gender roles are reversed in this. What time is it? What year is it? 1981. Oh, 1981. I'm sitting here thinking it's going to be 1960 something, even mm -hmm. though you already told me what the date was at the outset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm never listening to <laughs> I you. I know. It's just like we're married. <laughs> oh, we are, aren't we? Straight marriage. I got to tell you what it's thing. like sometime. I don't want to hear it. I know. Gay marriage is so much neater and cleaner and it more really organized is. around the house. Oh. Uh. Definitely more vibrant. I didn't think you were going to say vibrant. Vi vibrant. <laughs> Definitely the, the more brand. vibrators. Yeah. Oh, Way wow. more. Well, wow. trust. Speaking of no, vibrators, let's get back about. to her. So 
a month in, he says he just wants to be pals, but I really like living with you. He wants to be a, he wants a pal, not a sweetheart. What does that mean? Meaning he doesn't want to, you know. He doesn't want to. Don't say those words. I'm telling you right now because I see you lining up to say it. I see you. You're 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 warming up the batter's box. He doesn't want to shit the sheets. He just wants to sit around and watch TV. Oh, okay. I like that phrase better yeah. than no. the ML co- word you combination. Making love. Stop it! Oh, Jesus, Patrick! I don't want to go outside. I'm not doing this. Make love and frighten our neighbors. Uh, we live so close to one another. Hammock. <laughs> That's the worst place in the world. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine watching people in a hammock. It would probably last for maybe maybe a minute before it like flips and it's like a Jack Tripper from Three's Company. It would be such good comedy though. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Like you actually, there has to be hammock porn out there. How did your husband die? Uh, he was accidentally strangled while we were trying to make love in our hammock. Stop it! <laughs> There's a better way to say these things, and I want you to use the technical term, which is sexy, sexy time. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have any hammock porn, please send it to dearpodofficial at gmail.com. I'm fascinated to see. Careful what you wish for. Exactly. The rope burns alone. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's not enough salve. Rope burn. Uh, What would you do if a month after you married somebody, they said, yeah, no more? I just want to be your friend? Yeah. Well, I think if, I think I'm still within, well- I just get it in an old. How long do you have to wait before you can get it turns into divorce? What's the difference? Like six know. months or something? I don't know. Would you get it annulled? If you had loved this person, and how long were they together before this ever well, happened? Well, I mean, obviously you try to solve it. You try to solve the oh, issue. Not me. But I mean, just if he doesn't want to have sex, clearly something's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Typically, one of the following requirements or legal grounds must be to obtain an annulment versus divorce, fraud or misrepresentation. Misrepresentation. Yeah. One of the spouses has lied about something such as age or already being married. Concealment. One of the spouses hit a major fact such as felony conviction. Oh. Oh. So, yeah. If he, if he's like, oh, by the way, we're not going to have sex anymore. If Jim was like, I killed a man in Muskegon. I'm like, well. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Jim has already told me about all of his felony convictions before we ever got married. So, I went with my eyes open. Well. Someone asked me yesterday, they're like, how old were you when you got married? And I said, 85. And I said it was Because technically you were born a 65-year-old man. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I said, I got married when I was 40. And um, he was going to a wedding for someone who was 24. And I looked at him like, oof. Because when you, I think when you get married when you're older, and especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time, all that other crap has fallen out. It's exactly. kind of like watching someone with a giant purse trip up the last stair and everything she's <laughs> out. <laughs> and you're like, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. And all your neuroses are just hanging out on yep. the top step of yep. life. There's like a dead body. There's like- Used you know. condoms. Right. Oh, I understand. Because I got married, I won't say, well, yeah, older. But does anybody right nowadays really get married in their 20s? I hope not. What do you know? You don't know crap. Even I didn't know crap. I got married at 33. Not to say that these people don't have wonderful relationships or whatever, but I mean, you, you're, you're able to go through, you're able to make more mistakes and then kind of like deal with it. Where it's like you're in a relationship in your 20s, something happens and you're like, I don't know what to deal. I don't know how to deal with this. Now I'm going to yep. get a divorce. It's like, but 
You should legally not be allowed to get married before 40 years old. put Splenda in your coffee. You can't get <laughs> divorced after that. You should get divorced over Splenda. That is a cancer-causing agent. If not that, then something else. Something's going to kill us eventually. I hope so. Um, so after one month, she there's no more sexy time for these two people. Correct. Now, as I was doing a little bit of research, and so 1981... <laughs> In the laws about sexy, sexy time in <laughs> sexy, 1981. Sexy, there was a book that was uh, that I saw on Amazon that came out this time. A Christian Guide to Sexual Fulfillment, The Gift of Sex. Oh. A Christian Guide to Sex. What is that? It's got pop-ups. It, probably it better. Not. Well, yes, pop-downs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. How about you guys just don't have sex? Look at Jesus. Yes, everybody stands in two separate corners and you point and laugh at each other's genitals. <laughs> That actually sounds like Catholicism. That probably sounds like my gym class in high school. Taste and see the goodness of your husband. Yeah! <laughs> I want you all to taste my husband. Wait a minute. Available in lemon lime. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh. Well, so, I also read that the average adult has sex 54 times a year. And couples are 51. That seems low. No. Yeah, it does seem low. 51 times. <laughs> in, in 365 days. That is a very low. I don't know. Is As you get older, though, doesn't your libido start to just go down, down, down? Down, down, down. That's a callback to another episode. If you True. haven't listened to it, I go have. back. Listen again. Uh, I just think. that I, Those odds are low, and especially for the couples. Because mm-hmm. then you get comfy with each other. But one month after marriage. One month in, you've decided you're going to live you as friends. close up shop. What advice would you give this chick? Get out. I, well, have a conversation. Yeah. Or, get, I mean. Therapy. Did that, well, it's the 80s. Yeah, therapy was trending. Yeah, I, be, I, I can't imagine. It wouldn't last anyway. Somebody's going to go philander. She's, Somebody's going to go look definitely. elsewhere. Oh, yeah, it's she's already somebody. pissed. Yeah, she's like. I've yeah. already written. What if, what if she was like, dear Abby. Can I come over? I really like your pearls. I'd like to try them somewhere else. Let me grab them when they're on your chest. Yeah, you like that? Ew. You like that? You like that? Let's hammock? go back in the hammock. Yeah. Put your cigarette she's gonna. She's going to fool around no matter what. It's almost like she's laying the foundation by putting this in print in the newspaper saying, well, look, like know- I made a case for myself. Yep. Okay. I would like to know, like, before they got married, how often it was. Because if it was like every day, and then all of a sudden he's all dried up. Or are we in a time when they were being celibate? Which, by the way, has made a comeback, apparently. No sex before marriage. That's so stupid. I don't even know. No, I'll take that car over there. No, I don't want to drive it. I don't need to drive it. I'm fine. And it bursts into flames when you start it Good idea, kids. Well, Great idea. I didn't You're know how this wouldn't work. matched up. Good, good job. Yeah, yeah. Don't take it for a ride. No, why not? What could possibly go wrong? I wonder what wrong? they did before. I agree. But I wonder if they just didn't do it before. This so, seems more of a 1960s mentality, but it does. again, I mean, this is, this is also like when, uh, you know, there's like a dual paycheck coming in. This is when women are entering the workforce and i guess like a lot of men were threatened by it so then their libidos would drop off because it was competition this was like the first time is this that- because working girl was in the theaters 
Well, not in 81. Um, anyway, it was also the first documented cases of uh, the AIDS virus. <gasps> well, because when you were so. listing the reasons why people don't get married and you said age, I really thought you were going to say AIDS. Wait, you're telling you we're bringing AIDS into this already. You think I'm that they saying, were afraid? It was, like the, it was this is the the official. Doc, well, yeah. Have, don't you remember the commercials? Oh, I remember up? They that. They scared the living shit out of me. Well, I, don't, I remember the fear of it, but this was like a married couple. They would clearly been together for a long time. I don't think that he's scared of spreading. But, but there are hyper. There are people that don't like to touch doorknobs. I'm sure there's present. <laughs> he doesn't want to touch her. Vajutsa. Yeah. That is a technical term <laughs> for guillotine. <laughs> for your flesh. So guillotine. now, just to just to work out that our lexicon is sexy, sexy time and vajutsa. And for those. That are adults on the other side of the table. We just call it making love. Stop it! I was waiting for it. That's why I was frozen. <laughs> this is unnecessary trash. Unnecessary. All right. What do you got? All right. I'm I'm sweating already. It's all this talk of sexy, sexy time. <laughs> so this is a really wedding specific, like what what to do for wedding. Etiquette. I've got two oh. wedding etiquette things today. Uh, mine comes from the Pocono Record, <laughs> September fifth, nineteen seventy-five. A Friday. It was sunny, warm. I'm sure. Probably a little moist, a little damp. Again, words that are unnecessary. We've just lost mm. seven of our seventeen listeners. I doubt it. I don't know. We'll hear about it. Dear official at gmail.com. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give this this woman a blousy voice because I feel like this I is appropriate. Blousy. I'm wearing oh. a blouse now. Blousy. Dear Ann Landers, oh. our daughter's wedding is only weeks away. After shopping for a dress until my feet nearly fell off, I finally found something I really like. Well, the dress is causing so much commotion, I'm ready to blow my brains out. Wow. It's a hot pink chiffon, closely fitted, a little low in the neckline, but not what you'd call indecent. Already four people have told me the mother of the bride should wear something conservative and not take attention away from the bride. They say it's the bride's day and everyone else should fade into the background. I say it's my day too and I want to look my best. It took a lot out of me to raise this girl, and I don't happen to believe the mother of the bride should look like a washed-out hag. I can't face another day of shopping, but I'll pay attention to what you say, so please be on my side. Signed, Swollen Feet. Maybe she shouldn't see a doctor. <laughs> For the feet? Yeah. Or, or the head doctor? <laughs> feet and heads. Ready? So this is the response. Dear feet, sorry, dear, you lost me on two counts. The hot pink and the plunging neckline. The mother of the bride needn't look like a washed out hag, but she shouldn't look like a go-go dancer either. <laughs> Save the hot pink number for your next anniversary and settle for a pastel shade cut along conservative lines. And Landers. Are they, Taste she, and see the goodness of Atlantis. Is she going to like the married to the mob wedding? <laughs> I don't know. Well, this was 75, so it's like uh, before my cousin Vinny came out. Well. <laughs> going to the disco. I like that she feels like she has a right to look sexy because I raised this kid. 
I have earned the right to look like a hot piece of A at my own daughter's wedding. She came out of this vagina. Pink chiffon. Pink Hot pink. Hot pink chiffon. I tried to picture what my mother wearing a hot pink chiffon, low cut neckline to my wedding and being like, everybody clear. Can you see my ass in this dress? Like a big slit up the side. Hot pink. Chiffon. Low cut. Not what you'd call indecent. I like that she's outsourced this clearly because four people have warned her that she should wear something conservative. For the record, this was the biggest source of agita for my mother at my own wedding. My mother had so many sleepless nights over trying to find an outfit to wear to my wedding and my brother's wedding. She went online. Wait, you married your brother? I married my brother, and she was like, this is the biggest problem, what I'm going to wear to the wedding of my two children. I can't deal with what's happening. I'm just going (laughs) to- If anybody needs me, I'll be in the hammock. (laughs) Oh, honey. It's hammock time. Maybe that's what sexy, sexy time should be called, hammock time. Um, My mother ordered a dress online. But not just ordered a regular dress that you would click and say, I'll have it in size small. She ordered a dress that was being custom made. So you had to send your measurements in. But she tried to measure her own self at home, which mm. with, I think, a ruler. Oh, like not a, like a tape. Not like a measuring tape where you'd like put it around. And the, the case is, the proof was in the pudding because she got this dress sent to her. And I don't know how they built, it was like a bolero jacket, how they built it, but they built it for a T-Rex. Because <laughs> she couldn't get her arms in it. <laughs> and so she could only get her forearms in it. So she looked like she was doing my little teapot. Short and stout. Exactly. And we, and she was howling and also inconsolable at the same time. They get, she gets a, she got a lot of agita over what should be the mother of the bride dress. And I do agree that not every mother of the bride should be wearing some weird satin taupe long gown. It kind of looks like they're going to like a wedding slash funeral. Yeah. There is a very specific look for a mother of the bride dress that still exists in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing sexy about it. Now, mothers of the bride, I agree. It's like they're going to a state sexy. dinner. Exactly. That's, that's oh, kind of you know what? It's like the ladies auxiliary luncheon yeah like there should be like uh like an aisle of like connecting swords (gasps) totally and they smack her on the ass when she gets to the end of it that's exactly (laughs) it and they rip off that dress and it's actually a small pink like a reveal yeah she needs a reveal (laughs) just like tear away gown yeah magnets just (laughs) to reveal i told you not to look harder than me ma did your mother go to your wedding yeah what did she wear well, you were pon- in the park. A, a poncho because it was sideways <laughs> raining. <laughs> My mother went for simple separates, which was good because we had a barn wedding. Oh. Yes. I agree that mothers of the bride should not be dressed like a tot or a loose woman. There's a lot of psychology going on here. She clearly wants some acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah, she wants people to look at her like she's a hottie and not just the mother of the bride. Right. So it's a, it's a lot about... Weddings bring out some of the worst in people. Yeah. And the worst in the people that are directly around you. And I've seen this firsthand. Me Not in my too. own family. We had a very oh, no. chill oh, wedding. No, 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 no. No, I'm saying this outright. Totally serious. Also because we had like nobody in our wedding party. I had 
my friend stand up for me. You had your friend stand up for you. And Jim's best man gave the longest speech in the history of best men speech that we thought ended five times. And he sweat through a lot of it. He was sick. He was sick, so he kept mopping his brow with a nice linen napkin. Did they have the flu? I don't know. Do you do you feel like you've always worn the right thing to a wedding? No. Wait. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tell you I have. Well, I mean, it's, I'm, like, it's, I'm not like showing up in like assless chaps and be like, damn it. <laughs> I really miss the mark. I really miss the mark here. I wish that wow. I read the invitation it's to It's at know. a church. Damn it. I don't want to stick to that. So Why do you sorry. think they call them pews? Yeah. I mean. I have worn, I have unintentionally worn the wrong things to weddings. What, you wear like a clown suit? Not far off. I wore a gown, a gown to an 11 a.m. wedding. I've been off the mark before. Why would you wear a gown, period? Ugh, because it was in my closet and I wanted an excuse to wear it. And I was like, well, now's as good a time as any. Gown's on. It's 11 a.m. Sure, this is another wedding that's happening in a, a non-traditional space. Not an event space. Where where was this? I'm not friends with these people anymore. I don't give a shit if you were. <laughs> I asked you where it was. I don't know where it was. <laughs> where was it? It was it was in Pennsylvania. Can you limit? Can you narrow it no, down? No, I'm trying. I've definitely was it phased it was out. It in a garage? Was it in an abandoned? No, it was well? in a church and then an event space afterwards. But not like any bougie poo event space. It was also time of day. It was 11 a.m. I shouldn't be wearing a gown at 11 a.m. When you say event space and you're being very vague, <sighs> yeah. what happened? What happened you, in the like, event space? Well, like what happened that you like you just showed up? You, were you like in the back of a trunk? You didn't know where you were going and they only fed you in the back of said trunk. How come you don't know where you were? Why are you so angry with me? <laughs> Taste and see the badness of I your host. Know where you were. I don't remember where I was. This was years ago. I then just, why would you bring up the goddamn story about this fucking dress and then going to this other place? Dear feet, <laughs> kiss my ass, you go-go dancer. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I needed to confess that I wore the wrong thing to a wedding once, and now I don't have all the details. Your story's incomplete. It hurts my neck. <sighs> Moving on. Um, no, that's really all I have to say okay, about that. Great. No, that was it. No, do we have fine. anything to offer as far as outfits and what What do you think is appropriate for a mother of a bride to wear to, what, to a wedding? Especially nowadays where everybody's wearing like a cropped top and a high waist skirt. Who is? Everybody. To their wedding? Oh, yes. There are wedding gowns that are two-piece wedding gowns. Mm, I haven't seen that. Oh, well, I watch Say Yes to the Dress a lot. I love to stalk people's weddings and judge them. Oh, that's dark. I know, but I especially like to see what people are wearing. But crop top wedding dresses are a thing that's happening now. As well as the see-through wedding dress, Panina Tournay. I think I've watched the show a couple times and I always feel like they always buy the wrong dress. They always do. Every time. Everyone looks like they're like on the top of a cake. Well, that's the point of the wedding gown. But it looks like they're like, it, it's not very, nothing is ever flattering. No, Especially it's when always they have a, a corset girl top. And they always put her in there. I'm like, who is advising the, these women? Always. And they're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars. $26,000 for a gown that was that's, the most hideous gown I'd ever seen in my life. And also, disgusting. like, 
a woman who was getting married at 56. Like if I got remarried now, you have to pick a dress that's appropriate for you. Or like I'm probably going to get hate mail for all this. Mm. But let's be honest. Wear what's appropriate. You don't have to look like you're wearing a sack if you're the mother or the bride. I agree. Sure. But like, what do you want to see people in? Like, I don't want to see my mother in a leopard print coming down the aisle before me. I, I actually would kill for that. <laughs> Just well, like I will have anyone's mom is like walking down the aisle with like a hot pink purse with high heels, chewing her gum. Like, hey, Just like, <laughs> doing a little way. Like, I'm an nails done before I came in. And you're in the front going, yes, queen. <laughs> Slay. Slay. Platform heels. Got it. She gets to the front of the church. Hi, honey. Oh, my God. You look so good up there. <laughs> it's all Marissa yeah. to my. Yeah. I do have a problem with a kitten heel. That's for sure. You know those one inch heels? I don't understand that. What a kitten heel is? No, I mean, I, I understand it because. You understand my issue with a kitten heel? I don't understand why they're created. I agree. <gasps> and we're back. We're back to knowing each other biblically. If you ever watched Mariah Carey's crib episode. No. You'll see her closet filled with high heel shoes because she only likes high heel shoes. There's no kitten heel in there though, is there? No. I would break my ankle in a kitten heel. I could run a marathon in a four-inch heel. Huh. Nobody likes a kitten heel. I don't know if I can do that. So I think our wrap-up takeaways from this specific piece of advice are... Be Marissa Tomei or Michelle Pfeiffer in any kind of 80s, 90s movie. Okay. We're playing That's a definite a takeaway. Uh, the takeaways are also don't wear a kitten heel. Don't be a tart. Dress age appropriately. You sound... Like a fuddy-duddy. I know. I'm getting conservative in my looks what and my old age. see-through leopard gown? Well, yeah, I'd definitely <laughs> go for that. Here's what. Don't wear assless chaps to a wedding because you will stick to the pew. Depends on where you're going. Depends if on If you're going end. to Chelsea. There are always exceptions to every rule. Yeah. I say yay. Hit me. Oh, my God. We are just chugging right along today, aren't we? Are we? I don't think we are. Okay. <clears throat> Chicago Tribune, June 24th, 1981. Oh, you really leaned into 1981 this week. I kind of pick, I kind of, I don't know, just kind of, I just kind of go with it. It finds you? Yeah, oh, it really does. It finds okay. me. Dear Abby, when a wedding ceremony is being performed and the preacher says, if anyone present knows why these two should not, not be wed, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. And someone objects. Does the wedding go on? And has anybody ever seen a wedding stopped for that reason? Signed, Urgent in Lake Orton. I want to hear what she has to say about this. Dear Urgent, if someone objects and the bridegroom and preacher want to proceed with the wedding, the wedding goes on. And if a wedding has ever been stopped because of such an objection, I'm sure someone will write in and re report the incident. I agree. I'm actually, this is awesome that somebody wrote in because haven't you always been curious? It's part of every wedding. Does anybody object to this? Have you ever been to a wedding where somebody objected? No. And it's <gasps> actually not a part of every wedding. You didn't make it a part of yours? No. Did we make it a part of ours? It's it was not, not a part of ours. We didn't even open it up to options. Because you don't have to. 
And I also would like to point out that she wrote in the pen and paper and signed it urgent. <laughs> Maybe that so. was her way to assure <laughs> that it would actually make it to the paper. Urgent. And by urgent, I mean at least two years from so now. So dig through that giant sack of letters and hopefully you'll get to mine and, and respond find me. in time. Because I'm getting married in three years and I need to know the answer to this. I want to know. First of all, um, I didn't. There's a. It's usually more for dramatic effect, especially in movies. Oh, so it, it's not that. really part of anybody's. Because no, a lot of times it's illegal. Like, you ha- there has to be legal reason for someone to object. Really? And usually it. Um, like you've already kind of figured out, like you're like your your vows and everything beforehand. So this isn't usually. This shouldn't be like a surprise. Like it's there. You really shouldn't have this. You don't think that you're inviting anybody to your wedding that is going to object. Well, first of all, I would never. This is not the the audience participation part of my. <laughs> there should wedding. be audience participation in. And now we're going to take questions. Well, isn't there really a lot of audience participation in weddings now, where it's like we're going to pass these rings around and everybody bless them, and we hope that when it gets back up to us, both rings are still attached to this stick. Right. Yes. Correct. We ask. We ask a lot of our audiences now at weddings. It's mm. not just standing and sitting. It's a lot of do you we ask the congregation if you will take part in upholding these people's right. marriages. Well, I think there's always there, there's like themes. Like that's a theme now before it was like does anyone like the very like does anybody know. object? Right. I like opening opening this potential can of worms up to a room like if you invited all your exes to it and be like does anybody object to me marrying him? Anybody? I don't have that many exes. Paul? Wow. Nobody? Wow. He was already there. Would you invite an ex to a wedding? I did. <gasps> you did? Yeah. I and did. he didn't object. He was like, you can have him. He got rid of me the first time. <laughs> Why would he want it the second time? <laughs> I don't object to this union at all. Thank God it's never coming back around. Maybe that's the question that we should ask. Does anybody actually... <laughs> Really want this person to get married to this person? <laughs> Jesus, God, take them. I can't. I would never invite an ex to my wedding. I'm not friends with any of them. I torch those bridges. Wow. I scorch that earth. My husband is friends with some of his exes. I see that there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe it's a guy thing. Um. I don't know. Write to us at at Dear Pod Official. What's the genesis of this? Do you think that this was a legal thing they had to say once upon a time? Remember when weddings were just arrangements for families to combine their finances? I hate that idea. Oh, yeah. Jim got me for two goats. Mm. I'm worth it, too. And you hate dairy, so no I know. Those goats are out there making cheese that I'm not even enjoying now. Damn it. I get it. And they make a mess. You should be able to barter now. Why? Why not? We should get something for something. Let's bring this back. Bring the barter system back. Stupid. If you asked for, did you ask for Marcus's hand? And I wanted the whole thing because I think if I just had the hand, it would be very <laughs> silent in my house. Maybe that's the way to do it. I ask for her hand in marriage, just her hand. <laughs> I know tight, what to do with this. A tight grip, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's all I need is the hand. Going back to the first article. Look, can we just be pals? Because when I asked for your hand in marriage, I just wanted the right hand. I do, I do think that people shouldn't have this in their wedding anymore because it's such it's so dramatic and it's in all these really ridiculous um, movies. Yes. You know, like starting from like The Graduate. I was like, about to say The Graduate. Like, it, or like the what wedding crashers were. Um, this is a chicken or the egg thing then. Is, is it movies that started this before? This never actually happened in weddings. Does anybody object to this union? I think movies probably made it more traumatic by actually <laughs> interrupting the ceremony. Look, I've think... seen Bride Wars. And I was one I... of the three people in America who did. Yeah. I was one of the millions that never saw it. Oh, you are want... missing nothing. Anne that... Hathaway's quirkiness. Oh. It's it's they're almost breaking the fourth wall the entire time. I'm oh, absolutely sure. they are. I'm sure. But I did have a friend in it who played a bridesmaid. Lucky. And she checked in safe when she was shooting interiors. <laughs> Great. Was she on was she on the train here? Was she the one that I had to suffer through her dialogue? I mean, I just happened to be speaking at a very elevated pace for shooting out in Trenton today. Just very excited to be on this New Jersey transit train. She's like, yeah, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> I'm on the train. Nobody like, cares. No exactly. one on this train gives a flying fuck who you are and what you're doing today. There is somebody who is still drunk from last night's Rangers game on that train five feet away from yeah. you. Do we give a crap? There's someone still drunk from watching the Nathan Lane play <laughs> behind you. They got to get hammered and go see Gary. <laughs> Gotta. Um do we have anything more to say about this? We've actually, this is a good thing to look up is when did this start and was it a legal issue? Did we have to say that? Well, we'll find out for next week when I completely forget what this week's theme was. <laughs> Tune in next week when I don't care. <laughs> well, that's not nice. Isn't that, oh no, I always care. I love you. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the microphone. Oh, oh I love you so much. I just want to get in a hammock with you and have, um, I want hammock time. Mm -hmm. I just want to get some rope burns on my assless chaps. That would be Pew. really difficult to have chaps on in a hammock and then, well. Actually. I guess I'll try later. I think you your argument against <laughs> became your argument for. I mean. <laughs> well, summer is coming. Well, I can't get up from this chair now. Tan those buns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, some more wedding etiquette, and I'm very excited about what is attached to this. Okay, I guess mine is more around marriage, genital. Oh. I mean, in general. <laughs> Paging Doctor Freud. <laughs> this is about marriage <clears throat> genitals. I mean, in general. Oh, oh, God. Let's talk about your genitals. Let's. Maybe that's next week's theme. All right, are you ready for for my? Next article. I couldn't be more ready. You should be so excited because this one comes from the Herald Palladium of St. Joseph, Michigan, April 4th, 1983. We're really in the 80s this I week. I like the 80s. All right. You ready? Been listening to Debbie Gibson all weekend long. Oh, as you should. She's making a comeback. As is celibacy. Ironic. Don't you think? Timing. Dear Ann Landers. Our daughter will be graduating from college in May and we are making plans for a church wedding in June. Whoa. Let her get out of college first. 
The world has changed so much since George and I were married 28 years ago. The old rules of etiquette don't fit anymore, so like thousands of others, we are turning to you. The parents of our future son-in-law are divorced. He wants to ask his stepfather to be his best man. He does not wish to invite his natural father. His grandparents were also divorced, but he wants to include them as well as his step-grandparents. Our daughter is fond of her fiancé's sisters, but not his stepsister. Would it be proper to exclude her? Who should be in the receiving line? Who should pay for the prenuptial dinner? Are we obligated to pay for hotel expenses for out-of-town relatives? Who pays for the flowers? Who should the invitations be worded to? Should we allow children under the age of 12? Who pays for the minister? How much? Please, Anne! Help us! <laughs> Signed, stumped in Schenectady. Or having a complete mental breakdown in Schenectady. This is the scene in Airplane where they shake the shit out of her and slap her across <laughs> the face. I should pay for the wedding. All gonna be fine. Where it's do we get the flowers? Control yourself. Slap! Do we have a DJ or a band? It's just all gonna be fine. Can I wear hot pink? Is that appropriate? What is chiffon? Who is chiffon? How many chiffons? Do we eat chiffon? <laughs> My name is chiffon. Just take control of yourself. God damn it. I can just picture her reading this and being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tap the brakes, stumped. She's a, she, Anna had to get up and like walk around. <laughs> she went outside on her veranda. I almost did. Had a puff of her. <laughs> While her you were reading that. Capri Slim and said, all right, I'm going back in. I'm going to get myself a double martini. I'm going to sit down with this. I and wonder, I'm going to type it out to her. I wonder if Anne has like someone read it for her. Okay, read me the letter one more time. And she's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what is Just, wrong with this woman? Stop reading. God! Pull yourself together, Pauline! Damn it! Ugh. Why are you so nervous? Why are you so nervous? How did you even have a daughter with a sphincter that tight? <laughs> oh, well, it Jesus. doesn't come out, though. Well, I actually think she might have shat this daughter out with that kind of tension. There's a lot of tension in your life, so here's her answer. What Ready? am I going to do? How, what am I going to get? How am I going to respond? Ready? Yes. This is, this is the best way that she knew how to handle a hysterical mother with 2,000 questions about a wedding. Dear Stumped, I have just written a new booklet that deals with all the questions you have asked and many more. I wrote it because I have been bombarded with requests for up-to-date information. You are right when you say the old rules don't fit anymore. Cue the music. Send $2 and a self-addressed long stamped envelope with 40 cents postage to Ann Landers. Box 11995, Chicago, Illinois 60611. Ask for Ann Landers' new bride's guide. That's an answer without giving an answer. No, that's her getting more money. I know, but that's not really answering the question. $2.83. That's a lot. So now this woman has no answers to her questions. She has to send away in a Again. long self-addressed stamped envelope, which brings me to some of us were on eBay. And Damn by it. some of us, I mean our producer slash husband slash bit on the side. A. Exhibit A, it did come in as a fancy Ziploc sandwich bag to maintain the history of this. I look at this. That is so frightening. He sent away. Now, this we do not have this guide that she just promoted, which is the bride's guide, which believe me, I intend on collecting every single one of these guides that she is shilling. But so far, we have today, 
in my greasy mitts, Mm -hmm. my greasy Tortuga rumball-soaked mitts, What to Expect from Marriage by Ann Landers, with the most fantastic picture of Ann Landers on the cover. And you can read this pamphlet cover to cover in approximately seven minutes. She can tell you everything to expect from marriage in a very simple seven-minute read pamphlet. Take a look at that booklet. This picture also is kind of like, you asshole. (laughs) That's kind of what the smirk is. It's a smirking picture. She is looking at you from underneath her eyebrows saying, you should really know better. But thank you for sending $2 in a long self-addressed stamped envelope to me and Landers so that I can put my one child through college. I'm divorced, but I'm very happy. Life is real. Many have the wrong concept. Oh, I need to read you a specific... Early training, important. Early training. Here were Anne's... Some some highlights of the Anne Landers guide on what to expect from marriage. If a girl is taught that sex is vulgar, evil, and something to be put up with, she will not be convinced that it is beautiful and desirable merely because a clergyman says a few words to make it legal. Mm. Mm. That's Anne's Guide to Sexy Sexy Time, which, by the way, is a whole separate booklet that I totally intend on purchasing. When married couples find their sex life unsatisfactory, should they seek the advice of a doctor or a marriage counselor and not let the problem develop into a cancer that will eventually destroy their marriage? This is 1958? Well, yes, this was the guide to marriage, not the bride's guide. There is a section about about wife beaters. yes. And we're not talking about the tank top. No, <laughs> there is a whole section dedicated on what to do if you are a beaten wife. And let me tell you what, that she has zero sensitivity. That is sad. No, she tells, she says that if you don't get out, you're sick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, wow. Wait, let me see this for a sec. No. Oh. He per- and then shortly after that is, he prefers bowling ball. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> but there's one section that I wanted to like read a very to you serious topic about wife beaters. He likes plaids. And <laughs> what to do if he likes bowling ball? Enjoy bowling ball too. That is basically what her. Unless it's like he likes bowling balls in my vagina. <laughs> Ow, that would hurt so much. I can only imagine. I'm sure people have tried it, but what I love is that hopeful brides. Own have written away and send their long self-addressed stamped envelope to Ann Landers to get back some words of wisdom for her. And I'm sure that they were thinking they were going to be excited words. You know, oh, so you've decided to get married. Good for you. But has Ann Landers ever given you any impression that she is anything other than a salty broad who doesn't care what happens in your marriage afterwards? If you're unhappy, hang yourself. There you go. That's basically what this is. So here's how it starts, just how it starts. What to expect from marriage. Oh, statistics don't tell everything. But statistics do tell that one couple out of every four that marches down the aisle today will at one time or another be looking for a judge to separate them legally. Welcome to marriage. You're eventually going to end up divorced. The odds are against you. That's what she's saying right out of the gate. It's fantastic. Just letting you know while you were reading that. Uh, did that I almost back. light it on fire? <laughs> no, but you can't. So the back cover is booklets to obtaining any of the following booklets offered by your newspaper. These are the highlights. For 10 cents, you can get the booklet on teenage smoking. Mm-hmm. 20- smoke it off 
coffin and smoke Capri Slims. End of pamphlet. And send me a pack. <laughs> Dan Landis Guide on how to, on smoking. Please send a long self-addressed Dan envelope and two packages of Capri Slims to Ann Landis at P.O. Box 6011. For 20 cents, how to live with your parents. How to live with them. Teenage drinking. How to be date bait. <gasps> what? Were those two separate thoughts? Yeah. Necking and petting and how far to go. Oh, I want that one so badly. Followed closely with how to be well-liked. Well. There you go. Obviously, if you just keep putting out. One booklet goes be before the other. And then right after that, <laughs> help for the alcoholic. Well, <laughs> I fucked everybody. Now everyone knows I'm just a tramp. And then now you can I go drink back to the first, which is how to smoke. <laughs> yeah. The most effective ways for teenagers to smoke is Meanwhile, to get someone of, to buy them for all you. All of her best friends are like alcoholics and ex-prostitutes. <laughs> I am going to make it my mission to specifically go after the petting, heavy petting, how far and where to go. I mean, let's or how to far to go. Some of her friends probably are prostitutes, but we just call them socialites these days. Exactly. 20 cents for Ann Landers to tell you to go all the way. Look. Necking and petting and how far to go. For 20 cents, I tell you how to have sexy, sexy time in a hammock and not get rope burns. I find it most effective to cover yourself in a thin layer of gauze. <laughs> Teenage drinking for 20 cents. Where to drink most effectively and how to come to my house and drink with me. Ann Landers, P.O. Box 60611, Elgin, Illinois. What if it was just like the opposite of just like... like Guide to Sexy Time was just like, well, first of all, you're going to get a wooden mallet. And you're like, what? <laughs> Wait, yes. <laughs> like, just like, she tells really you. Really totally the opposite. First, get the right fitting lycra, lycra and, and latex suit. Next thing you want to do is run outside into a giant hive of bees. Because what if Cover yourself Ann in Landis. honey. Ann Landers' guide, guide on how to have sex is how she specifically has sex. And she was like, you want to find the right size ball gag, first and foremost. Get a staple gun. <laughs> Put it up next to your temple and pull the trigger. First, you want to light a romantic candle. And then you want to drip it on your genitals. Yeah. Then you want to sit on it and see if it singes the inside of your anus. <laughs> if it does, you're doing it correctly. <laughs> you're well lubed for any kind of... I know when Jules Receiving. and I have sexy, sexy hammock time, we definitely begin by turning on some mellow music and slapping each other with our ring hands. <laughs> what we didn't tell you is the hammock is actually over a giant vat of molten lava. What I didn't tell you is that the hammock is a large plastic bag that I place over Jules's head until he asphyxiates just enough to make him excited. It's actually a, it's not a hammock, it's a giant piece of glass. Jules sits on top of it, and I'm underneath it, and then he takes his shit on the glass. <laughs> I've never joked that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's hands like, did I go too far? It's happened. <laughs> You've got to. I'm choke laughing. I can't. Sorry about it. <laughs> Can you imagine someone like reading that pamphlet and be like, whoa, 
Wow. Oh, <laughs> this is not, not what I expected. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, I mean, in seven pages, seven page <laughs> pamphlet shouldn't have pop ups in it. <laughs> that is really descriptive. I just never, my parents never told me about the last yeah. part. He has had to keep a marriage alive. <laughs> Can you imagine walking in Ann Landers and her husband with that glass table situation? And he's tied like, up. Mom, are you? Oh my God! <laughs> 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 just like her secretary, which obviously she would probably know. I'm like, and you have a dinner in five minutes. And we're going to have to use that table. <laughs> I guess I'll get more bleach. All right. Get the Windex. Jules, go back upstairs to your cage. Cookie, we're going to need to clean that table again. Get out the bucket and the Windex and bleach and the lava soap. Cookie, can you do me a favor? Go into the den and burn it. <laughs> <laughs> we We're going to have to get a new scratch. carpet again. Well, it's time to move again. Ann Landers' guide on how to move after you've wrecked your den. He oh. didn't tell me he had all that dairy beforehand. Oh, it always comes back to banana milkshakes today. That's what it looked like. Ew! <laughs> I can't. Now, see, we have not addressed the actual article, which is a woman who is having a meltdown on what to spend on what and who pays what and how. Ann Landers gave her nothing to go on except, of course, the option of her sending money to Ann to get the, all the information that she needs on who should be invited. How should the invitations be worded? Should we allow children under 12 years of age? No. Children at weddings. Let me just tell you, this woman has, she didn't like write in with one question. She wrote in. With 2,000. Yeah. And you know what? Shame on her. Get get an envelope. Get a large self-addressed stamped envelope. Fucking roll a joint and shut the fuck up and relax. <laughs> it's, relax. It's 1983. Yeah. Get a wedding planner. Yeah. Don't show up. Also, Don't invite anybody. I'm sorry, but weren't you married before? Yeah. What is this, the first fucking time? How do you have no answer to any of the questions? Who pays the minister? You're a Why don't you parent. know? You're a Figure parent. Figure it out. Did you get married? Oh, I can't wait for people to write in for advice from us and we just end up screaming at them. <laughs> if you write to us with do 20 questions. Do I show up for the wedding? Do I take a car? Do I take a taxi? Do I take a bike? Do I take a motorbike? Do I take a hot air balloon? If I what? take a motorbike, should it have one of those sidecars so that my husband can ride in the sidecar to the wedding? And then what does he wear to the wedding? And I don't know how I'm going to dress myself for the wedding. Would I wear goggles? Would I have to wear shorts and then change into a dress if I'm getting out of that? What side of the aisle do I sit on? If I'm sitting on the left side of the aisle, can I look at the people on the right side of the aisle? How many people are going to be in the aisles? Do I wear assless chaps? And why do they call them pews? Should the invitations be scented? Should they be scented like your your coffee table that you just talked about having sexy time with your husband on? If I do take a dump on a glass table, is everybody going to see it? It's like one of those, if a tree falls in the forest, is is it really heard? Is it thick glass? Is it thin glass? Is it breakable glass? Is it breakaway glass? Is it plexiglass? What kind of glass is it? And then do I use it again? Will it be marked up? Will the buckles from my assless chaps scrape the glass? Like, what kind of glass is it? Is it I a coincidence that ass rhymes with should glass? I, fish I don't know. If, I do have if a we fish do stick, serve fish sticks, fish can we get more dildos? chicken? I don't understand. And then do we offer chicken? Is the chicken stuffed? And then do we have to go over to prime rib or roast beef? And are, are the caterers going to be dressed? Are they just going to be wearing shorts? Are they going to be wearing shorts? Are they lubed? Are they pre-lubed? Are they And then should our priest also be caterer? And then can we also have sex with our priest? And then if the priest has sex with us, does he have sex with everybody else? And should he be? in the receiving caterers? line and then don't we change the name to receiving new line caterers, to just or do we have to outsource for that do we have to go to Chelsea in anyway? New York to get and then what would my hair look like 
after I'm done having all bride these men receive my hair? Singer? Would Can I the bride would I put the it up and, sing and together? Like a high and, pony? And would it be a side pony? Would it be a bundle like two pony, pony tails? Do we like have Suzanne ponies Summers at the wedding? Maybe we could have. Can she sing at the wedding? And if we do sing of the wedding, is it taste and see the goodness of the Lord? All right. Well, if you like this podcast or if you're completely overwhelmed by this podcast, and I know we all are, definitely write to us because we want to know about that. Follow us online, Instagram, Twitter, and the face place at DearPodOfficial. Write to us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com with suggestions, questions, and definitely advice. And if you're my mother, oh, please don't write to us at DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. Uh, um, Yes, you can download us on iTunes and Spotify. Enjoy us in your car, on your sofa, in your hammocks, wherever that you download all of your podcasts. And hey, you know what? I'm a stand-up comedian, in case you didn't know. So follow me on everything, at Gal, Instagram and Twitter. And also, I have a cool date coming up. I will be headlining Don't Tell Mamas in New York City, Midtown, June 28th at 9.30. I'm bringing a couple of wacky friends along. You do not want to miss it. Don't Tell Mamas, June 28th. It's a Friday. It's at 9.30. Be there. <laughs>